Good to see you all here today. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 3. <coughs> Excuse me. 1 Peter chapter 3. Uh, we're going to start in verse 8 and go to 12 today. 1 Peter 3, 8 to 12. Uh, got an exciting week this week and a lot of fun things happening. Uh, I hope that you're looking at the calendar and being involved in those. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 3. Starting verse 8. Now finally, all of you should be like-minded and sympathetic, should love believers and be compassionate and humble, not paying back evil for evil or insult for insult, but on the contrary, give a blessing. Since you were called for this, so that you can inherit a blessing. For the one who wants to love life and see good days, must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. And he must turn away from evil and do what is good. And he must seek peace and pursue it. Because the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are upon their request. But the face of the Lord is against those who do what is evil. We pray with me. Father God, we give you thanks for the day. We thank you so much for the many blessings that you've given to us. We thank you for your love, for your kindness, for your generosity, for the blessings that you've given and bestowed upon us, Lord. Lord, we, we recognize that, uh, that you're an unseen guest here today. And so, Father, if you would, allow for us to know that you are present, to sense your presence with us, to, to know that you are speaking to us, that you're moving in this place, that you are alive. Father, I pray, Lord, that, that you would speak to your people. And for those that are here today that have never accepted Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, never professed faith in Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, that today that you would especially speak to them in a mighty way. That they would know without a shadow of a doubt, Lord, that you are, that you are real, that you are alive, that you are calling them into a relationship with you. Lord, I recognize that I have a part in this. And so, Lord, if you would, forgive me of my sin, cleanse me of the unrighteousness that is in my life and in my life, and give me the grace that is, that is needed to preach your word in a way to bring honor and glory to your name, and a way to bring sinners to repentance and believers into a time of renewal and their relationship with you. Lord, if there is someone here today that has never accepted Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior, I pray that today is the day where they admit that they are a sinner, Believe that Jesus is the Son of God and confess Christ as Savior and Lord. For the believer that's here that may be struggling or going through hardships or difficulty, Lord, I just pray that you would watch over them today, that you would fill their cup, that you would allow for them to experience your grace. Lord, help us to be the church that you called us to be, to be the people that you called us to be, to do the things that you called us to do. Lord, give us the grace that we need to honor you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. The, uh, according to the Internet Movie Database, the IMBD, the, the number one movie of all time is about a man who was sent to prison for killing his wife. And when, he was, when it was found out that he was wrongly ac accused, the warden did everything within his power to keep him in prison. Have you ever had someone falsely accuse you of something that you 
never did? Maybe a better question to ask today is, have you ever had someone do something to you when you didn't deserve it? My parents are here today, and I just want to say this publicly, that when I was a kid, why are you all laughing at that, you know? <laughs> I haven't even said the joke, and you're already laughing at it. Uh, when I was a kid, forget about it, you know, you all don't even want to hear it. <laughs> History is full of people. History is full of people that have been wrongly accused. And our, listen, we're going to get serious here in a second. In our pastor scripture for today, Peter is speaking to a church that is being persecuted for simply putting their faith in Jesus Christ. They haven't done anything wrong. They haven't, they haven't, they don't deserve to be persecuted, but they have this target on their back and here they are. Peter is commanding them to not repay evil with evil and said, listen to what he says in verse eight to the church. Finally, all of you be like-minded, sympathetic, love one another and be compassionate and humble. If you want to be able to overcome obstacles that are in your life, difficulties, persecutions, wrongdoings, Peter says that it all starts with loving your neighbor. Many of us have had stuff that have happened to us for no reason. Get in a car accident, the IRS audits you, a classmate picks on you, Siblings lie about you to your parents, Russia, invade your... I mean, just think about like the things that are going on in the world right now, right? I mean, Peter says to the entire faith community, if you want to overcome this, love your neighbor. Be a loving person. Be sympathetic. Be humble. Be compassionate. These virtues are characteristics that should define every single believer. Not just one group of people, or not just when you're having a hard time, but at all times, in all circumstances, in all situations, be loving, sympathetic, humble, compassionate. There are a lot of differences in the church, friends. We all have different personalities, giftedness, callings in our life, but these are things that should unite us. We should have commonality in this. When someone sees these virtues, you, virtues in you, they should associate them with the church. Why? Because they don't just see it in you, but they see it in all of us. And they see someone who's compassionate, who's kind, who's forgiving, who's patient, who's loving, who's humble. They should just, maybe that person is a believer. Because my, my friend Bob, when he, was, when he was going through a hard time, when, when he was being persecuted, when he was going through a divorce, when he was having marital issues, when he was having financial issues, when he was having professional issues, he remained humble, compassionate, sympathetic. He was kind. He was forgiving. He was loving. Remember in Deuteronomy chapter 6, listen, Israel, the Lord your God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These words that I am giving you today are to be on your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit at your house, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them upon your doorpost of your house and at the city post. Were they really supposed to do that? I mean, were they really supposed to put them on their hand? Were they really supposed to post them on their forehead? Was that really what was being commanded? No. It's when, when you walk down the road and you, people see you 
When you shake their hand, you, you look them in the eye, they, they see that you're, there's something different about you. Your faith has changed your life. Your, your character is different than the person. When they go to your home, they see your kids, and they see the respect that they have for their parents. The, there's, a, there's a difference. Peter is saying to this church, hey, listen, when things are going wrong, remember, I mean, like, hey, there, a lot of the persecution that was happening was, was nothing they could do about it, right? There's nothing they could do, but there are some, Peter is saying, hey, listen, you can, you can stop some of this by just being loving, compassionate, sympathetic, peaceful, humble. Don't allow for your arrogance, your pride, to cause you to be persecuted more than you need to be. It's, it's rare for us to face heavy backlash because of our faith. Some of us have, some of us will, and some of us maybe are going through it right now. But it's not every day. It's rare. But it's not rare for us to have opportunities for us to practice patience, humility, compassion, Sympathy. We can do these in, in almost every day. We can ha- and if you do that in the ordinary, then in the extraordinary, it would be much easier if you've been practicing in the ordinary, Peter says. Listen to what he commands in verse 9. Do not pay back evil for evil or insult for insult, but on the contrary, give a blessing since you are called for this so that you may inherit a blessing. When someone does wrong, Peter commands, he commands us to be a blessing. Don't do what the world does. The world repays evil with evil. The Bible says when the world gives you evil, bless them. And if you bless them, what does he say? God will do what? God will bless you. This past week, uh, I ran back to Indiana on Thursday morning. I left here, and I went, and I, I bought a, an old Jeep off a, a good friend of mine that I've been trying to buy for a long time, and he finally let his fingers off of it, and I was able to snatch it up before somebody else did. And uh, so I drove there on Thursday. I got the Jeep, and I, and I drove back Thursday night. It's eight hours there, eight hours back, and... Uh, let me just say this, like I, I put this Jeep on a, on a U-Haul trailer and uh, it caused my, my truck just to squat just a little bit. And so what happened is my headlights were going into everybody that I was coming against in the traffic, it went right into their lights. So even when I was, had my dims on, people were flashing their lights at me thinking that I was brightening them. Now listen, I, I know that doesn't seem like a big deal to any of you today, but after eight hours of flashing my lights back at people. All I want to do is just run my brights on the entire time. Like, to heck with y'all. I don't care. Like, I was just, I was just annoyed by it. Eight hours of doing this. Evil is wickedness. The word evil literally means that it's something that has no value. Wickedness brings nothing favorable to your life. The only thing that you should do with it is to get rid of it. The only thing that you should do with evil 
is to rid your life of it, friends. It has no value to you. It brings nothing favorable to your life at all. It only destroys, takes away. It wastes your life. It wastes your time. The last thing you want to do is to pass it to somebody else. When somebody serves a cup of evil to you, when we're tired, when we are weak, evil can affect us differently. Regardless, Peter commands us that evilness should always end with you. You should never pass it on. Don't believe me. Listen to what he says in verses 10, 11, and 12. Here he's quoting Psalm 34, verse 10. For the one who wants to love his life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. A positive attitude produces results, positive results, sorry. A positive attitude produces positive results. If someone does evil to you, Peter is reminding us to keep your tongue pure. The easiest way to tear someone down is to speak against them. Little effort, little thought. But if you look at the power of speech, not only throughout our lives, but throughout Scripture, it's easy to see the significance. One of the Ten Commandments is to, do, to not bear false witness against your neighbor. With the power of speech, we have the power to bless power to heal, the power to pray, the power to encourage, the power to think, to thank, to thank, to love, to, to support, or we have the power to tear down, to curse, to destroy, to lie, to gossip, to hate, to, to do evil, to flatter. What we do with our speech matters. It's significant. It enables us to communicate how we feel, who we are, Last week, I was in a, in a meeting with some local leaders, and, and there was a guy in the room, and he, was, he wasn't saying much the entire time. He really, I mean, he introduced himself, and that was it, as we all kind of went around and, and, and said our introductions. And, but he didn't say anything. And then when he did speak, everybody listened. He spoke with honor, with character, with positive words, adjectives. He spoke with truth. And, and honestly, as I sat there, I wanted to hear more from him. I didn't, you know, negativity gets old, friends. Gossip gets old. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not good for the work room. It's not good for the family. It's not good for social circles. I'm not sure about you, but I get tired of it. It's exhausting. Your speech says something about you, about you, about your character, about your faith. One commentator that I read this week said, human speech enables us to communicate to others how we feel about life. Therefore, it reveals who we truly are. Speech is the, ac the acid test of the person. You want to see what's inside of you, see what comes out of you. See what comes out of you when you're squeezed when life is hard, when it's difficult, when you're faced with evil, when you're faced with difficulties, what comes out is what is in. 
verse 11. And let them turn away from evil and do what is good. Let them seek peace and pursue it. Believers are to turn away from what is evil and pursue peace and goodness. How often in the face of evil are you pursuing goodness? Bonhoeffer in his book, Ethics, uh, he, he's, Bonhoeffer is a, a pastor in Germany in the 1930s and 40s, and he's, he's, he's pastoring a church. He's ministering in Nazi Germany, and he's faced with all kinds of persecution all around him. The Jews are being persecuted because of their nationality, because of their faith, because of who they are. And, and Bonhoeffer is a pacifist. I mean, he, is, he, he, he believed that no one should repay evil with evil. He believed that you should always turn the other cheek. There's never a circumstance or a situation where you should raise the fist. But when faced with Nazi Germany, he said this. He said, listen, there are circumstances. He changed his tune just slightly. He said, listen, when you are backed against the wall and there's no one to call for help, then it's okay to raise a fist, to speak the truth, to do what is required of you, to protect. That's February when Russia invaded Ukraine. The United States offered to help the President Zelensky to get out of the country, to get out of Ukraine. And the, the President Zelensky, he said, he goes, I don't need a ride, I need ammunition. I love that line. He goes, I, I, listen, I, listen the, we're here. The war, we're going to stand here. We're going to protect. We're going to speak truth against what is evil. We're going to do what is right. And there are, there are times, friends, when we are called to be William Wallace. We're called to be Zelensky. We're called to be Bonhoeffer. We're called to, to stand up against tyranny and to stand up against what is evil and not right. But, friends, what we're called to do on a daily basis is to be peacemakers, to have compassion, to be patient and humble, to be sympathetic. We live in a broken world, and friends, in the world around us, it's full of broken people. And they're going to do broken things. And they're going to treat you with a broken heart. And if, if you think that you're going to win them over by acting the same exact way that you do, I'm sorry, that they, that they do, it's, it's foolishness. Peter's saying, here, listen, if you want to win over the world around you, be a peacemaker. Be loving and kind, compassionate, humble, sympathetic to their own condition. Lost people act like lost people. They do lost people things. Evil is in their heart, and evil is going to come out. Their words, their actions, their thoughts, how they deal in business. We are called to be agents of righteousness through peace and goodness, friends. Verse 12, because of the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer, but the face of the Lord is against those who do what is evil. I, I, I'm not sure about you, but I'm, I'm super impressed with people who, when faced with hardships, when faced with difficulties, when faced with evil, they are good. They don't repay evil with evil. They, they honor the Lord with their speech with their actions, with their kindness, with their love. 
even when going through difficult times and situations, they remain true to the call of God on their life. Listen to this verse. But for those who are willing to pursue righteousness, listen to what Peter says about the favor of the Lord on their life. The Lord takes personal notice towards their righteousness. The Lord hears the righteous. And the Lord is personally going to stand against the wicked. He stands up for the righteous. He stands against the wicked. And he notices you when you do what is right in the face of evil, in the face of hardships, difficulty. I, uh, I know that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, can I just ask Linda Holmes, can you stand up for me? Linda Burns, can you stand up for me? Listen, last October, these two ladies, they didn't think that uh, the next year of their life would be battling cancer, breast cancer. But guess what? They were faced with it. And one lived in Indiana and, and, and one lives here in St. Joe. And both of these two ladies over the last year have supported one another and encouraged one another as they were in the hospital for weeks and days and as they faced chemo and radiation and as they lost their hair and they, they lost their appetite and they lost their strength, they, they loved one another. They supported one another. They encouraged each other to continue to fight and to be the person that God had called them to be. You all can sit down. Thank you so much. And, and I, just, I just want to applaud you all. I, I know that they weren't just supporting each other, but you were supporting them as well. That you were loving them, encouraging them, giving them strength in times of weakness. And friends, that's what we're called to do. It's who we're called to be. When we're facing difficulties and hardships in our life, whether that's physical, whether that's social, whatever the circumstances may be, we are called to bear one another's burdens. This is just a great example of two people and there are times of difficulty supporting one another, finding commonality. Friends, let me tell you, we're not alone. The people that, that persecute you are the same people that are persecuting your neighbor. We're called to love one another. When you go through hardships and difficulties, friends, where do you put your hope? Where do you put your faith? I think, I know that when we are squeezed the hardest, what is inside of us comes out. And, and friends, let me tell you, like if you want to know the condition of your heart, allow yourself to be squeezed. The words that come out of your mouth, the action, the the character, are you compassionate? Are you humble? Are you sympathetic? Do you repay evil with evil?
friends, make no mistake about it, our life is full of ups and downs. It's a roller coaster. It's not just flat, and we don't get the same thing every day. We get hills and valleys. And once you think you're out of that one, guess what happens? Where's your hope? Where do you find your peace? Peter is teaching the church to put their hope and trust not in themselves, but in Jesus Christ. To surround themselves with men and women who are of the same mindset, of the same faith, of the same flock. Men and women who put their faith in Jesus Christ and whose character resembles that of their Lord and Savior, Jesus. Friends, Jesus Christ was the Son of God. He, he lived on this earth for 33 years, and he was sinless, blameless, perfect, never did wrong, never sinned, never, when he was faced with evil, when he was faced with hardships, he humble, compassionate, sympathetic, forgiving, loving, to the point where he died on the cross for our sins. For those that were evil, he he died for us, friends. While we were still sinners, Christ died for you. And if you're faced with difficulties and hardships and you're, you're not compassionate, you're not humble, you're not sympathetic, you're not loving, maybe what's inside of you needs to change. Maybe you need to put your faith and trust in somebody else. Put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Friends, he is the only hope that we have. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you so much for the, the gift that you've given us, the gift of grace. It's something we can't do on our own. Overcome sin, overcome evil, to be righteous in the eyes of God. That's something that I can't do on my own, but only through the grace that's found in you, Jesus. Lord, I, I thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. And I, I thank you, Lord, that you have given us the ability to be made right in your Father's eyes. Lord, I pray that right now that if, if there's someone here today that may be struggling with their own sin, that may be going through hardships or difficulties or, or facing their own season of pain and hardship, Lord, I pray that you would just speak to them right now and allow for them to see that they can put their hope in you. Lord, I pray that there's someone here today that has never accepted Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. I pray that today is the day that they admit that they are a sinner, believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and confess Christ as Savior and Lord. Lord, I, I know that I'm a sinner. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. 
I thank you for the change that you brought in my life. And I, and I just ask that you would forgive me when I come up short of the calling that you've placed in my life. And Lord, I, I pray, Lord, that you would just allow for each of us to see who you are. I pray that you would allow us to see your love, your compassion, your sympathy, and your humble heart towards us. And allow for us to know that you are good, that we can put our hope and our trust in you. Lord Jesus, we love you. And pray all these things in your name. Amen.